Welcome to Soul Shine, your guide on how to be fucking awesome, hosted by Emily Oliveira and Emily Kosofsky. Okay, so here we are, Emily and Emily, recording, recording a podcast called Soul Shine, but it's really aimed at helping you to be. Well, I would say just a more awesome just individual. Fucking awesome. Right. More right. than awesome. More fucking than awesome. awesome. Fucking awesome. Yeah, a little uh a little guide to your everyday fucking life to just make you fucking awesome. Because life really is fucking awesome when you understand yourself a little bit more. So yes. stop taking the back seat to yourself. Get on up there. Yeah, like, come on. Get behind the wheel. Like, I hate this term, but I love this term. YOLO. Because realistically, you only live once. And then you die. You do die. All of us do. Don't waste it. I think that's a nice note to start off (laughs) Ah. on this episode. (laughs) Um, But really, though, you do do help me to segue nicely into the topic. Meditation. Meditation. No one likes that word. The M word. I can't do that. I've tried that. No, that's not for me. Oh, I can't stop my thoughts. I have more thoughts than a regular person. I love hearing that. (sighs) That cracks me. I mean, it infuriates. Yes. Yeah. So, anybody heard of Eckhart Tolle? Have you? No. I've heard you probably say this before, so, but no. Here's the thing. I, fuck, I feel like that was stealing from my other podcast, but that just came out. Here's you the have another podcast? Do I not um, know about this podcast? I'm not. There's no mistress. Okay. I mean, one that I listen to regularly. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, murder. oh, your, your other podcast. Oh. Didn't know this wasn't enough. What's she like? Why is it a she? <laughs> Maybe it's a he. Or a they. Anyway. Uh, what's the, the podcast that you listened to? Tolly. Well, I was listening to our friend Oprah. Oh, And yeah. she was interviewing her friend, Eckhart. Oh, okay. Uh, is that the one that you sent me? Did I listen to that by any chance? It doesn't matter. Tell your story. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, I just realized I brought up him, but I actually i am about to quote <laughs> somebody else. Oh, okay. All right, here Scratch we go. that. And rewind. cut. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a rewind sound. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jack Cornfield. All right. All right. Jack now Cornfield. we're on track. His All right. name is Jack Cornfield. He knows what's up when it comes to meditation. Yeah. And he says, the trouble is, we think we have time. And that is one of our biggest problems. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do that later. Jack Cornfield. <laughs> So he knows about meditation? He sure does. Does he have books, podcasts? Who is he? He does, he does. Um, let's do a little bit of filler music. Let me get you the name. Jack Cornfield. 
I'm curious about it. mess up the typing so bad. Okay, there he is. There he is. All right. What do we get from Jack Hornfield? Because I like to look him up. Best-selling author. He's an author. All right. He is. I don't know if that's his. Oh, all right. That's Jack yeah. Cornfield. Mm-hmm. He's got a mustache. So. He looks like he's into meditation. Mm-hmm. You guys should Google him. <laughs> Author. Books published. No time like the present. No. Finding freedom and time. joy right where you are. Like the present. So Only let's talk too about fast for me. What's the second one? But there's no a lot. time Do you want me to actually like the present. All no. of his books. No. Oh, God, no. Give me the first okay. thing you said. Okay. Um. I can't write that fast or spell. So that would be terrible. A lamp in the darkness, illuminating the path through difficult times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure why I chose that one. (laughs) You couldn't have just gave me now is right. Like just something (laughs) something basic. (laughs) How about the wise heart? A guide to the universal teachings of Buddhist psychology. That one's a little bit more lighthearted. The wise heart. Right. What's a called? guide to the universal teachings of Buddhist psychology. Universal. So cool. Let me know what universal you find. Universal teachings. I like this guy. Jack Wonfield. Yeah, he knows what's up. Yeah, he does. So let's talk about us and meditation. Okay. Can I tell people anything you our want? origin story? Ooh. Ooh. So, well, I guess I'll, I'll throw it out there what I remember, and you can oh, fuck. feel free I never, to never take a little couple's exercise. It's like a pop quiz. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, here we go. Many moons ago, I texted you after I did a meditation. Ooh, I love meditation. To Sarah Blondin on the Insight Timer. Free app. Highly recommend. Yep, do it. And I had this wonderful epiphany. I hope that's not too strong of a word to use. While I was listening to her meditation that's called Loving and Listening to Yourself, which is lovely. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I've had this idea to do a podcast, but it's been so vague and I don't feel like I have any real intention behind it. What is it going to be? And then you just came to my mind in the most beautiful way. And so I texted you and I was just like, hey, what's up? Do you want to do a podcast together? I feel like we're both equally observant of and frustrated over humanity. And you want to see it get better. I like that you noticed that. I feel like a lot of people don't notice that in someone else. Well, I guess if you're not at that level, you wouldn't notice that in someone else anyway, right? Nice. So you called me. I said yes. She said yes. I I said yes. yes. I said yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Something is starting. <laughs> it felt so good. It did. It did. <laughs> so that's what you so remember. That was meditation. Yeah, that's how I remember it. It's pretty cool. And then from there, I don't exactly remember. Meetings, brainstorming, all good things. So Emily is the. The initial roots to this tree. You had the thoughts. You had all of that. And then when your roots started growing and expanding, they had nothing to do but to... <laughs> I was going to say with your fertilizer, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I like it, though. Anyway, I, like, I like what you're thinking. Something along those lines. No, no. I was, something better. I was going to say your roots grew and 
a sprout came out. I like to think that I'm the little sprout that sprouted from Emily's roots of, that's pretty cool that you want to do a podcast. Because from what I remember, <laughs> from like what I, I remember, thing and you showed up. <laughs> what was, Emily texted me and said, hey, I had this idea. I think we should do a podcast together. I said yes. So I'm a boyfriend later that day. He's like, hey, what's going on? What's new? Oh, a client texted me today. He wants to do a podcast. You going to do it? Yeah. And like, here I am. Like, in front of our mind. Just here I am. I'm kind of one of those people where, and I think we talked about this before. We talked about leaving our phones in the other room. I'm the type of person when someone else says, Yes, let's do it. I'm like, yes, let's do it. So, like, what did we talk? That was with like leaving the phones, and but then you have amazing follow through. When someone I, else yes. presents the thing, yes. and yes. like, if I'm doing it for someone else with someone else, like as a team with someone else, yeah, my follow through, right? Awesome. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. That's awesome. Yes. She wants to do it. I'm gonna support you because okay. that's awesome. So. uh yeah, here I am. <laughs> Got a podcast now. It's pretty cool. Soul Shine, the act of being fucking awesome. Um, we definitely did have a lot of the same feelings towards, I feel, just the external world around all of us. We kind of operate a little different. So I feel like we definitely meshed. Right. Um, I know Emily probably still does it more than I do, but like we both kind of like talked about meditation and like, you know, I'm not saying I'm super extreme with it and I do it every day and all these things, but it's like kind of understanding it and having it to fall back on for those times when you're about to fucking lose your shit, understanding <laughs> meditation a little bit, those 20 times a day, those fucking like 20 <laughs> right. fucking right. thousand times right. a day, having some type of understanding of like kind of what it can do for you. I feel is just, I don't know. It's, yeah, I feel like you bring up a couple of important things there. One is that it doesn't have to be just like a once a day, you know, 15 minute thing, that it can happen throughout the day, something mm-hmm. that you fall back on as things arise. Mm-hmm. And I was actually telling a client recently, I would much rather hear you tell me that you are stopping for like 30 seconds, you know, four times a day rather than, and, and just creating some stillness rather than like, only doing 10 minutes 30, before you even have 30 seconds to two times a day is two whole minutes. Could you imagine if right now me and Emily stopped talking oh for two whole minutes and you sat in your like car in fucking silence right now? That's a long time. So yeah, even a lot can even 30 seconds, 30 seconds a couple times a day, uh, just really makes a difference. Kind of brings you back. If you don't have 30 seconds, you let us know because something else is happening there you don't have 30 seconds then you need an hour oh, that, that was a quote i also use in a different podcast yeah some shit like that so good. you're like did you make that up <laughs> oh, oh my god it's so much um so we kind of joked about it when we opened this podcast mm. oh i don't have time i don't have this i don't have that so what i hear from a lot of people also is yeah 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 i meditate in a different way but they kind of, 
They don't. There are definitely different ways to meditate. But they're like, oh, when I organize my papers, that's med- like meditation oh, for yeah, me. When yeah. I clean, that's like meditation. Okay. You know? So maybe you are being mindful while you're doing that. So Which is awesome. you're experiencing some sort of being present. Oh, that was the other thing you brought up before. Um, but you can do it like throughout the day. But also do finding what's personally right for mm-hmm. you. I do believe somehow there's a form of meditation for everyone. Yes. Not all forms of meditation work for everybody. Yes. I agree with people to some extent. If it is something maybe that's a little bit mindless that you just kind of like, it's just like a routine. Maybe if it's a relaxing activity for you and it might make you feel some type of way, but I kind of think if you have your head down doing an activity, it's almost impossible for all your free thoughts to come and go and like to actually relax your brain and your mind and like relax like the muscles in your head. So we think how many thoughts did you say we have a day? 40 to 50,000. 40 to 50,000. So even if you're not really thinking about what you're doing, you're like vacuuming the floor, vacuuming the floor. Do we have Cheerios? Oh, this was a mess. Vacuum in the floor. Like you're in a good mood, but you're not actually like right. taking a break. Like, sure, and there might give be some value break. in doing relaxing activities, right, right. things that you enjoy, things that right. make you feel good, things that make you feel positive, things like cleaning that also, yeah. you know, help the environment that you're in and your overall right, mood. Right, right. However, but, uh, I still think that I don't know. It feels good to just. Time the fuck out, mm-hmm. you know. And there is the element of actually intentionally relaxing your body, or if you are doing maybe the exception of like a walking meditation, but still that has way different elements than a task like vacuuming. Yes, because <clears throat> you're still kind of forced to. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat directly. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't. I can't over here. <laughs> Sorry, audience. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I'll um, be more mindful of that for the remainder of this episode. Good. Good. <coughs> so, um, you meditate. I do, although for the sake of uh, authenticity, I would say I haven't been doing it as often as I would like. You guys have a nice routine. Um, You're doing it in do. the mornings. We do. We definitely try. So, uh, we live right across from a cemetery, and that allows us to take these wonderful walks without any cars driving by. And there are all these little chipmunks and squirrels. They're so sweet and bunnies. So I would say that gives us an opportunity to be mindful and mm-hmm. just appreciate what's around us. However, our actual practice of sitting down and meditating really, let's say, that phrase waxes and wanes, ebbs and flows. You know what I mean. Ebbs and flows. I know that. I was like mm-hmm. waxes and wanes. Mm. We can take it or leave it. But um, I would say for me, like what I would get out of it the most would be more of a sense of trust, like less self doubt, mm-hmm. less urgency. So you pick like things up from your kind of up wave of meditation now you're kind of practicing the things you've picked up mm-hmm. when you've cleared your mind and things that are important to you mm-hmm. and you know that kind of stuff and now you're just kind of practicing them 
Yeah, I feel like I do the same thing. Like I don't yeah. sit and sometimes I meditate, sometimes I don't. Right. But it's something to always be able to like come back to. Right. To like I think yeah. Take the edge off. As long as it's on your radar and you continue to learn about it in some way, you know, you're doing something right. What did you what were you just saying? Um the mindfulness, the things you've picked up from that last kind of upflow of meditation that you've been carrying into your life. Mindfulness, self-awareness. Yeah, less self-doubt, more trust. Less self-doubt, I like that. Less urgency. Less urgency. I feel like I walked around with a lot of that, which a lot of people do, and I think it comes from an attachment to this, um, called hedonic. So like very temporary, you know, like the obvious pleasures in life rather than mm-hmm. um, longer things that maybe take more effort but that have more reward. Um, oh, what was I saying earlier? Urgency. Oh yeah, thank you so much. I was like, oh, so good. <laughs> I always just get so anxious that I've forgotten. You know that I'm like, oh my god, I'm never gonna remember where I was. What I'm saying. Okay, so I was walking around with so much on edgeness, and oh, I was talking about yeah, like hedonic pleasure and stuff, and how there's always oh, like as soon as you accomplish one thing, there's something else pops up. But I think of that. Do you remember mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese as a kid? Oh, now I feel like if I went into one, I would be so aware of how sketchy it is. But at the time, it was obviously glorious with like ski ball and the go for things that keep popping up. Sometimes I feel like life can feel like that, where you're like. Oh, I, like you know, you're waiting for it. Like, it's going to come up. And then another thing comes up. It's like, oh, but I want to, you know, have a life partner. And then you get married and then the thing pops up. And like, oh, but I actually want to have this really big career. So you're supposed to hit them. <laughs> too many things. There's too, too many. many fucking things. Yes. My tickets. Yes. I, yes. Fucking you have to tickets. stop and cash in, stop man. Stop. Yeah. I hate judges. Right. I but I also... People. Ski ball school. Yeah, we get a ski ball in our house someday. Can we get that in our studio? <gasps> Let's get a ski ball oh, machine. Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. Oh, my gosh. Anybody? Yeah. Hit us up if you're trying to sell one. Ron, come over. Smoke some weed. We can play some ski ball. We can, like, talk about meditation and how fucking level we are. We can play fucking ski ball. We can play ski Obviously. ball. Okay. Underlined <laughs> many times that it's now a priority. One last. And you know what? We can probably do mindful ski ball. Oh, we can, we can like make some frustration tolerance. I know. Okay, cool. Well. Yeah. All right, good plan. So okay. I think the takeaways from that were ski ball and the snack sense of oh. present sense of presence. Snacks. Snacks. Sense of presence that you can get <laughs> when you practice uh, meditation more on the reg. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we'll definitely, I had, like I said, I was looking into just breaking it down for people and <laughs> you good? You we're ready? Good, we're good. We're good. Good. Drink some water. I'm going to drink water too. <sighs> Did hot yoga today and it's like 90 something degrees out and I drank like one thing of water and then I worked. I'm going to die now. Drink more than that, girl. Okay, cool. So listen, so you meditate. You're like, all right, I'm going to meditate. So you sit down, you get comfy. And you're like, all right, here I go. 
so much shit comes into your head. So a couple things I personally like to think about and like bring me back to kind of my meditation because it's going to be hard to just shut your thoughts off. Like you, it's almost impossible to just be like, I'm going to listen to my breathing, inhale. I wouldn't say it's almost impossible. It's actually an impossibility. The, The goal is not to shut our thoughts off. It would be to develop a different relationship with our thoughts, Ooh, to yeah. identify yeah. less with our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. No, you're not. Your thoughts aren't real. Surprise. Yeah. And they're all in the future, which hasn't happened. So if you're stressing about them, they're not even anything. So just be here now. We're just the being that, that gets to hear them. Yeah. Lucky us. Lucky Ooh. fucking us. Yeah. But when Sometimes you're sitting... Lucky. Yes, go ahead. When you're sitting and you're starting to get those thoughts in line, mm. maybe something to uh, kind of replay to yourself, gratitude. You hear it all the time. People are always like, oh, be grateful and write every day three things you're grateful for. What's time to do that? I'm alive. I'm alive. But actually, though, really. Like, you should. It's pretty cool but, to think about how cool it is that and we're alive and we get to do all this crazy shit right and you're like look me i am breathing that's weird i got lungs i get things inside of me and they're just working they're not asking questions they're just flowing oh they're doing their job i love to look at my cat and give her a grab when i give her a kiss on like the chest and stuff and i love to be like there's you to the heart <laughs> <laughs> do you and just imagine them working so hard so cute it's weird that their heart and lungs work just like ours they sure do but gratitude. So think gratitude. about think about you sitting there. Think about the things you're grateful for. For being able to pick up your cat. You're sitting there. Your eyes are open because you feel uncomfortable sitting there in a room with your eyes shut by yourself, home all by yourself. No one sees you. But yet we still sometimes feel uncomfortable in the beginning to just sit and close our eyes. Yeah, so you don't have to fully no. shut them. You can just let your eyeballs relax in their sockets. Yeah. And just kind of gaze a little bit, you know, yeah. off in the distance. And there's Brighton, your cat. Okay. And you go, I love my cat. Oh my God, I'm doing it right now. Right? That felt really good to take my heart. My heart, right? Oh, yeah. But it's like, so don't think that, Little you know. drop of goodness in your heart. Yeah. So just kind of look around the room. What else are you grateful for? I have a great client that painted that picture. She's good. I have good clients. My mom got me that chair. She was so excited when she found it. I love my mom. Just look around. Take a few breaths and just fucking sit there. So that's kind of like... It's a wonderful suggestion. That's my like kind of tip of maybe, you know, starting to think about mm-hmm. meditation. And that what you described could take less than a minute. Less than a minute. That was probably, what, 36 seconds, and I was grateful for three things. Yeah. Maybe well four. Done. Right? I'm on that. It's like a few seconds, and I literally looked around. I was like, oh, Manu painted me that picture. She She's I one of my it. clients. Yeah, I love that picture. It is a cool picture. It's right? very colorful. Right? I like it. Reminds me of Aladdin. Aladdin? Yeah. Mm. It's like the, the bottle and the colors. Yeah, I see it now. So I feel very Aladdin when I see that picture. So that's uh, maybe my little tip of advice 
if you're having a stressful day, do it in your car. You're driving to work and you're like, oh my God, oh my fucking God, lady in the minivan. Calling the lady, lady in the fucking minivan. But it's like, wow, it's raining and I'm inside my car that I own. That's awesome. I actually think road rage is a wonderful opportunity for us to work through our strong negative emotions. Yes. I know I've had lots of opportunities lately to just give myself like a full 30 seconds to be enraged and disappointed. Kind of then try to turn that frown upside down. I had an experience that I actually don't want to discuss on the podcast of my road rage. Have I did I tell you about my road rage, the BU Bridge? Are you screaming at the guy? No, but I do. Oh. The BU Bridge is my favorite for the views what? of Boston. Oh, I was not like, for not for fucking for driving. driving. Sorry. But um, there was definitely <laughs> some exchanging of words. And I kind of had this so outer incredible. body experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, holy fucking shit. No, no. You need to sit the fuck down, Emily. Yeah. No, that was embarrassing. Like, who are you? So what would mindful you have done? Nothing. I would have been like, I don't get road rage anymore. I very, very, very rarely get road rage since that incident. And that was a few years ago. And I was just like, no, I'm done. People are going to do what people are going to do. And when you start seeing things for what they are, you no longer get upset because when we view things with our own expectations, that's when we either get upset, disappointed, mad, stressed, because we're viewing it how we want to view it. When you start to see things for what they are, for example, traffic, when you start to see it that most of these people are pissed off, people are not prepared for their life, they're late, they're unhappy, they're not prepared for their, life. Prepared for their life. They're I like, mean, oh, I have a meeting true. at four o'clock, it's two miles over the BU Bridge. Two miles of the BU Bridge could take you like fucking 40 minutes to do. So it only for 10 in with 10 minutes. So like when you really start seeing things for what they this are. It's also turning into a public service <laughs> for how to manage the BU Bridge. Yeah. But seriously. Honestly, just get on the pipe, go to Newton, loop around, come back down Memorial <laughs> Drive. Fuck the bridge. But when you start seeing it for what it is, you you get less stressed about situations, you know? Completely. And I feel like I should actually loop back to the Eckhart Tolle quote since I brought him up and I was just like, man, never mind. <laughs> just kidding. We'll cut him out. <laughs> so he says, stress is wanting something to be something it isn't. And I feel like that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. And so many times the reactions that we're having as a result of life not unfolding in the way that we're expecting it to around us yes. like this this lady should be aware that i'm running late and should not have like know, get out of me my off. way yeah. i have places to me, go me, me. oh god me 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 what's the guy's name of that quote that we cut off in the beginning eckhart Tolle. huh the power of now. I think actually I lent to you a book of it. It might be on my bookshelf. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good, right? <laughs> I don't think I finished any of those books. No, I haven't either. But I feel like I get halfway through a book and I'm like, I get it. I guess that's a terrible thing. I should probably keep reading. That's my personal problem. 
<laughs> um, you know what I realized I didn't even bring up is like for me the origin of meditation was actually so I, I think I was more heavily introduced to it in like 2012 or whatever when I was in grad school but then in my personal life I actually used it more on the daily Ugh, just a lot like unhappy thinking a lot about again with expectations thinking I would have already had a the life partner lockdown and you know had already had my license my professional license all lined up and just things were not going according to plan and I was really wallowing in that and feeling sorry for myself and then I started um, listening to stop breathe and think which is an app that I think is great for like you know when you're just starting out I doesn't necessarily resonate that much with me um, but I think it's so wonderful um but man that was like I would just take these walks. I lived in Salem, Massachusetts, which is so quaint. And it was so it was like a Salem. wonderful routine. Yeah, I like where I would go and I would sit on this rock and then listen to like a 10 or 15 minute meditation. And sure enough, over time, I just really, I would like the word lightness comes to mind. Like mm. I just, I felt lighter. Mm-hmm. I felt more, um, like even though I was just doing this activity by myself, I somehow felt, felt more connected to others and, you know, just less alone, mm-hmm. more hopeful. And it, it definitely gave me some off. mantras. I remember like a long time when I had dread over going to work, walking in, I would park my car and walking in, I would, in my head, I would just be like, I am um, confident, grounded and peaceful. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the guided meditations got you into meditation what brought you to mantras to get through a situation. Right. Okay. Right. So it's interesting yeah. because when oh, it permeates. Yes. Because I have no idea when like meditation kind of became a thing for me, but my little story is a little backwards than yours. I read that book, the secret and everyone laughs about it, blah, 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 oh, the secret. But like, the secret changed my life and it, people hate when you say that, but I know. Did you read I, the secret? Watch the secret? No, you told me to watch it and I did. And I really liked it. I mean, I think you can just take or leave so, some of it, but this was the first thing I was introduced to yeah. in this entire world of just like mm-hmm. life. So this was the first thing I saw. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they talk about things like vision boards and all that. So the first thing I've ever done or meditation before that as a vision board. And I wrote down oh. all these things. And I also hated my job. I was about 22. Mm-hmm. And I'd come home crying. I hate my job. I hate my job. And I'd been working in this hair salon for I think like four or five years. And I'm like, I just, it's not that I hate my career. I hate my job. I hate my job. And my mother looked at me and she's like, you're 22 fucking years old. Yeah. You're too young to hate your job. Quit your fucking job. And I was like, that's my job. She's like, you're not going to be homeless. I'm not kicking you out on the street. Like, you're going to be fine. Quit your job. You're too young to hate your job. So I wrote on my vision board, I love my new job. And I go to work still. And I'm like, I love my new job. I love my new job. And I come home and I be upset. I'm like, I love my new job. And then like the next thing I know, it's like months later, all this time has passed. The vision board's still up there. You know, I left the salon I was at. I started renting at that other salon. 
all my clients, like 95% of my fucking clients followed me. Like everything I looked up online, they're like, you're lucky if you say 30%. I had 95% of my fucking clientele mm-hmm. follow me. So I'm like, you know what? Not surprise. And I'm sitting on my bed and I look up at my vision board and I was like, I love my new job. I was like, mind blown. I was like, fuck. I didn't do anything other than just remembering, repeating that mantra, that mantra that got you through after you sat on that rock and you did that meditation, you got those tools to carry you along. And it's just like, yeah, because then shortly after that, I met my now husband and it's like, it just kind of, and yeah. So it's it like comes it comes together. That's amazing. It really comes together. It's I love like that story. You know, I didn't start with meditation. I didn't sit mm. quietly. I started from a different end. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna throw a visual board up there. Things started happening. Yeah. The, vi- the visualization about, like, what of it. Energy you're putting out. Yeah, and like paying attention to my energy, where I'm putting it, what yes. I'm focusing on. And as I grew in that aspect, that's when just different things have happened in my life. I've gotten more busy. I've gotten more successful. I've just had more responsibilities. That's when I'm like, oh my God, I need something else now. Oh, meditation. Oh yeah, that kind of goes along with all the shit like I'm totally already into. Yeah, so it's just like my puzzle kind of formed backwards. So it's like, you don't even necessarily need to, you know, shut off this podcast today and be like, all right, I need to sit down and meditate. Look into different things. Maybe look into like, I, I love to ask people, question for people. Do you daydream? Do yes. you daydream? Yes, you should. You should. You should make the time when you're sitting Who's in your car and you're sitting at the your desk. Daydream. I love that. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, that's your, your manifesting. That's your mantras. That's, that's everything. So if, if you can't sit quietly, daydream. What do you want? What do you want outside of the walls that you're confined to at work or confined to in your box because of principles that someone else gave you? Like, just, I don't know, be mindful. Start somewhere. Just daydream, daydream. That's what I'm going to leave it off with. Daydream. I think it's so important. <laughs> I love. Ready? Look at what? Background on my phone. Oh. Dream oh. while you're awake. Oh, I think while it's you're wide awake. Dream while you're wide awake is what Emily's background is. That's lovely. I feel like it's so relevant. It's gonna, it's gonna lighten you. It's gonna take that weight off. That weight that you felt come off. That weight that mm-hmm. I felt come off. Mm-hmm. There's a weight on you. I think we're all looking for that lightness these days. Yeah, oh, fluffiness. Fluff it up. It's okay to be a little fluffy, just a little. Moderation. Yeah, fluff and moderation. Mm. There's a fluff festival I've never been to. Fluff was originated in uh, Somerville. Yeah, that's where the fluff festival is. Crazy. Ah. Yeah, Massachusetts. Proud. Liquid sugar that's going to kill you. Woo, woo, woo. Tastes so good. Yes. Woo, woo. Tight. Fluff. Yeah. <laughs> woo. <laughs> okay. Go meditate on your life. All right. Go meditate. Love it. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Ciao, ciao. All right. Oh, ciao, ciao. <laughs> hey guys thanks for listening you can find us on instagram at soulshine podcast you can email us at soulshinepodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear ideas for future shows and even get you on here to shoot the shit and tell us your story don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast and most importantly don't forget to let your soul shine